0: I triple dog dare ya! Hmm, Schwartz created a slight breach of etiquette by skipping the triple dare and going right for the throat. All right, all right.
1: Come on, Cary. Well, go on, smartass, and do it. I'm going, I'm going.
0: Flick's spine stiffened, his lips curled in a defiant sneer. There's no going back now.
1: This is not. Nice. So? Alright everyone, welcome to Brandon at Random Reviews. I am your host, Brandon Griffiths. Thank you for stopping by, I do appreciate it. If you like listening to a guy talk about one unsystematically chosen movie at a time in weekly episodes, then look no further. To keep up with the newest content, you can find Brandon at Random Reviews on most major audio and video platforms, as well as all popular social media sites. If you enjoy this, please like and subscribe, it's how I determine my value as a human being. So today's movie is A Christmas Story, released on November 18th, 1983, based on the novel In God We Trust, All Others Pay Cash by Gene Shepard, and I'm kind of gathering it's more of a collection of short stories from his childhood or based on his childhood. The movie was directed by Bob Clark, who also directed Porky's, which is a popular teen movie from the early 80s. It had a few sequels, and it was really popular, it was very sex-driven. He also directed Rhinestone with Sylvester Stallone and Dolly Parton, and Sylvester Stallone in that movie wants to become a country music star, and Stallone does all of his own singing and it's about as bad or worse than you would expect. Like, it's fucking terrible. And last but not least, he did Baby Geniuses, and I've never seen this one, but I'm told that it is one of the better bad movies out there. It's it's really enjoyable. It's quite awful. I'll probably get around to seeing it eventually. For the writers, we have Gene Shepard, Lee Brown, and Bob Clark. For the producers, we have Rene DuPont and Bob Clark. For the score, we have composers Paul Zaza and Carl Zittrer. For the cast, we have Peter Billingsley, who plays young Ralphie Parker. Gene Shepard, who plays the narrator slash older Ralphie, like it's older Ralphie telling the story of what young Ralphie is doing on screen. Ian Petrella plays Randy Parker, Ralphie's younger brother. Melinda Dillon plays Mrs. Parker, who is Ralphie and Randy's mom. And then Darren McGavin plays Mr. Parker, and he's more commonly referred to as the old man, and he's the dad of Randy and Ralphie, and the husband of Mrs. Parker, obviously. For casting notes, Jack Nicholson was considered for the role of the old man, and if he had taken the role, his salary would have doubled the film's budget. Somewhere around 8,000 child actors auditioned for the role of Ralphie. I don't know how much I believe that number. It's very possible. I mean, there are highly in-demand roles and things like that, and, and you get a lot of big turnouts if you really put it out there that you're looking for somebody. Among those who auditioned for the role were Keith Coogan, who you might know as the oldest brother from Don't Tell Mom, The Babysitter's Dead, Sean Asson, who's obviously been in a ton of stuff, Will Wheaton was the third one that I have listed, and he was in Stand By Me, previously covered on this podcast, but like, those are notable names, so I just wanted to mention them. Plot synopsis, a A boy in the late 1930s slash early 1940s wants a BB gun for Christmas, despite the warnings and protests of nearly every adult he encounters. For the tagline, sometimes Christmas is about getting what you really want. And that one's a little generic, but honestly, it's not bad. It's not overly clever, but it's decent. Alright guys, let's just dive right into the plot of this fucking movie. So, hey, it's this movie, Devotees Will Remember, a video I posted about Ten years ago, I think it was probably like 2013, while I lived in Marquette, Michigan, ranting about this movie, but it was much more brief than this will be. By the way, I can't fucking stand the voice of this narrator. Like, the movie opens up and almost immediately he's talking about what this story is gonna be, and he doesn't shut the fuck up for very long throughout the entire runtime of the movie. Ralphie is our protagonist, and he is downtown in some Indiana town with his friends looking into store windows, They look into this one window that has several toys on display, and they're all just marveling at it. Ralphie really wants this Red Rider air rifle that he sees on a rack on display in the store. This movie is huge on these dream sequences brought on by Ralphie staring off into space and daydreaming. His family is getting ready one morning and his mother is demanding that Ralphie and his little brother, Randy, get downstairs to eat breakfast. Also, Ralphie's a bit of a spaz. Like, anytime in this movie he actually has to have an interaction with an adult where he has to speak. It's like a complete fucking nightmare. His mom asks him what he wants for Christmas. Christmas, and when he tells her about the air rifle, she responds by saying what every fucking adult character in this film says to Ralphie, and I'll only say it once, you'll shoot your eye out. Many of my hardcore fans know that I only have one eye, and-
0: So you know that feeling when you're, like, rubbing your eye? and You're just like, oh, 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 oh god, ah!
1: why when I blink, it looks kind of fucking weird, to be honest. I lost it as a result of many complications of this disorder of the skin and mucous membranes, but I won't bore you with all of that. So I bring this up because a guy I used to work with, not big on social awareness, he doesn't seem to understand he's one of these people that's very, like, engineering-minded, and if you've ever met, like, a hardcore engineer, you'll know what I'm talking about, forced this other one-eyed co-worker to explain to me that he had, in fact, shot his eye out with a BB gun as a child. Ralphie has a dream sequence where he's a cowboy with a BB gun, and he suits several bad guys, and they're wearing these fucking old-timey black-and-white striped shirts with black beanies It just has that cliche look about them, let's explain that Ralphie's dad, the old man, as he's called, shouts incoherent profanities while making repairs to what I'm pretty sure they said was like a household boiler in their basement. The mom bundles up the younger brother, Randy, to the point that he is actually unable to put his arms down before he walks to school. Ralphie and his friends walk to school with Randy following behind and having to be helped up when he falls. When they arrive in class, all the kids are wearing these fucking fake teeth and the teacher forces them all to spit them out. And it's just kind of like, it's, I mean, it's not a bad representation of kid humor because kids would think that was hilarious. At recess, the friend of Ralphie's, who's named Flick, gets triple dog dared to lick a metal pole because he refuses to believe that his tongue will stick. But of course, it does stick, and it's arguably one of the most memorable moments in this movie. The bell rings, and everyone else just abandons Flick at the pole and goes inside, and the teacher quickly figures out that Flick is gone. And <laughs> she, realized, like, she looks out the window, and it's like she sees Flick stuck to the pole and she's like oh my god and so the fire department shows up and has to help him unstick his tongue the teacher does this pretty amusing bit where she guilts all of the kids after this happens about not coming clean about knowing that Flick was out there stuck to the pole and not telling anybody as they walk home Ralphie and his friends encounter this bully named Scut Farkas not Scott with an O but Scut with a U and only one T and his little sidekick guy, I can't remember that kid's name, and the friends take some abuse, but they soon flee the scene and they get away. For homework, Ralphie has to write a short essay about what he wants for Christmas, and we find out the old man won some prize, and it's supposed to arrive that night. And it's not clear what this prize is going to be. It's just that he knows he won something and he's excited about it. Randy is one of these kids that hates to eat. And his mom does this disgusting bit where she convinces him to act like a pig. So he oinks and laughs as he keeps smashing his face into the food. And he's like, actually, effectively, in my mind, as far as I can tell, not fucking eating anything. He is just getting food all over his face and pretending like he's eating. The old man's prize arrives in a big wooden crate, and the old man has no idea what it's going to be, but after a lot of buildup, it ends up being this leg lamp. And I'll show a picture for video, but for you audio folks, it looks like a woman's leg with a fishnet stocking on and a lampshade on top of it. Like, it is literally just a leg. The old Man is so excited about it and he insists on putting it up in the front window of the house, and the mom could not hate it more. It's strange, this movie does have some fairly amusing bits, like where the old man's trying to plug in this leg lamp, and he has several adapters in this one outlet, and it's, like, it looks like there's, like, 12 or more things plugged into this, but it's, like, this was before Surge Protectors, I'm sure, so it was, like, they just have all of these, like, little add-ons to, like, give you another outlet, and he has way more plugged in than he should, and it sparks, and it's it's kind of funny. Boys tune into a radio show because this takes place in a sad era that I refer to as the before time, the long, long ago. Jesus, I fucking hate the dream sequences, though. They're like so deliberately silly and stupid, and I get it that that's what they're going for, but it's like, I don't find them funny you know i it doesn't it doesn't do it for me so they go get a christmas tree and i can't imagine caring enough about getting a real tree to go to the trouble if my family ever did have real trees i only ever remember the fake ones like my mom would always get it out and she would put it up and she would spread all the fake branches and stuff and and make it look a little more full but it's like i mean you didn't have the mess, you didn't have all that shit, so I don't know. Maybe it's just my upbringing that did that for me. They get a flat tire on the way home from getting the tree, and Ralphie helps his dad, and When he drops the bolts that he's holding for the dad, he drops an F-bomb, and the whole family, when they find this out, is just beside themselves with shock and anger and disappointment. They just cannot fucking believe it. It's unheard of that this kid would use a swear word. And I also must mention this yet again Jesus Christ, I fucking hate Gene Shepard's narration in this movie. Ralphie is forced to bite down on a bar of soap and claims that he learned the word that he said from his friend Schwartz, which is, like, just biggest bro code violation ever. Like, you never throw your friends under the bus for that shit, even if it's true. The running gag is that the old man actually swears so much that, like, when the mom calls Schwartz's mom to tell her about Schwartz teaching Ralphie this word like basically the the, you can you can tell you can hear it on the phone that the lady that she calls is like saying well he probably learned it from its father and by the way to save time i'm not going to describe all the dream sequences there are just way too fucking many of them and they pretty much all suck ralphie gets a decoder in the mail from sending stuff into this fan club and they read a code on the radio that you're supposed to use the decoder to decode the message. He writes it down and he's going to figure out what, messages, and so he goes into the bathroom to decode it, and before being in there long enough to even lift the fucking toilet seat, family is knocking like he's been in there hogging the bathroom for hours, and the coded message is just an ad for Ovaltine, and that's it, and he's super fucking irritated that that's what he went to all this trouble for. While the old man is downstairs working and yelling, it's made pretty clear that the mom deliberately breaks the leg lamp, but pretends like it was an accident, and the dad is furious and he cobbles it back together just to spite her basically like he just accuses her of of always being jealous of the leg lamp ralphie walks home devastated after getting a bad grade on his essay about the bb gun and when he encounters the bullies they hit him in the face with a snowball and he's like literally in tears in this moment and then we get my favorite part of the whole fucking movie. There's the big bully that's the main bully, Scott Farkas and then there's the other one that's like the little guy that is just like his sidekick or whatever. Ralphie goes and just fucking starts beating the shit out of this fucking big kid bully that's like taller than him you know all this shit. The mom has to intervene and pull him off the bully and Randy fears that the old man will literally kill Ralphie for getting in the fight, but the best part is Randy's crying in fear of his brother's fate under the kitchen sink, and the mom just comes and talks to him about it and tries to comfort him, but she just leaves him sitting under the kitchen sink, and it's pretty amusing. I can't deny it. So at dinner, the old man is given the lightest version of the news of the fight by the mom, and she immediately steers the conversation elsewhere, like she starts talking about sports and stuff to get of distracted. Ralphie goes to see Santa, but is held up by his family wanting to watch a parade, and he has to wait in line fucking forever to see Santa. Also, fun fact, I have never watched any amount of a parade where I didn't wish I could just get that time back. Fucking useless. Like, I why do we have parades? Like, why are they such a big deal? They're so common. So many towns have them, not just like big cities. They go, you know, they're going in and Ralphie's going to go wait in line to see Santa. He initially thinks that, like, the line is really short. And so he goes to walk up to where he thinks the line is ending. And this guy stops him and says, Hey, kid, what do you think you're doing? You know, like, the line ends way the fuck back there. And actually, the guy that says that to him Is Gene Shepard. And then the other lady in frame with him that I don't think says a word is I think Lee Brown or uh, one of the writers. So I would probably have to be Lee Brown. So Ralphie gets stage fright in front of Santa and he almost like lets Santa coerce him in his seemingly undecided mind. Could get a football, and he's like, no, no, and like they, they're pushing kids down the this slide after seeing Santa, and I've never seen this in my life. Like I don't even know how they're set up for that. The first thing Santa says when Ralphie finally comes to his senses and tells him he wants a BB gun, the Santa says the same thing that the other adults have been saying to Ralphie when he says that he wants a BB gun throughout this movie. On Christmas morning, the kids are looking under the tree, and obviously Ralphie's hoping that he's getting the First, Ralphie gets a complete pink bunny costume from his aunt, and his mom forces him to put it on after failing to recognize just how girly it is, even though, like, there's no fucking way she doesn't realize this. And she was even going so far as to, like, talk about how cute it was, and of course, Ralphie fucking hates it. Eventually, the old man actually pipes up about how terrible the costume is, and how much Ralphie clearly doesn't want to wear it, so they let him take it off and only wear it when his aunt's around or whatever. And finally, after Ralphie's air rifle hopes are lost, the old man just kind of hints that like, oh, it looks like there's another gift behind that thing over there. You know, Ralphie, what is that? Ralphie goes to see what it is, and of course, it's his air rifle. As Ralphie takes it out, his... That is very excited for him, obviously, but of course cautions him about the inherent dangers of any weapon and proceeds to force his son to undergo this rigorous gun safety seminar before even handling the firearm. And naturally, he's very insistent about being with his son until he learns how to use it on his own. Just kidding. But they are pretty firm about making him play with it outside. It it was like, that seemed like it was kind of up in the air, but they're like, yeah, take it outside, Ralphie. So he goes to shoot a target outside, in his backyard, that he set up, and the BB actually ricochets and hits him at the eye. But he's got gla- he's got glasses, so basically, just the glasses absorb the trauma of the BB coming back. And Ralphie accidentally steps on his glasses and makes up a bullshit story about some fucking falling icicle hitting him in the face when his mom comes out to see what's wrong. So there is this recurring bit where the old man keeps dealing with these neighborhood dogs that keep coming in and around their house and he fucking hates them and he yells at them all the time and tries to chase them off but like this time the dogs effectively destroy the family's Christmas dinner and so ultimately they have to go to a Chinese restaurant to eat. And then we roll credits. So craze for this movie. Actually, the acting is not particularly bad from anybody in this movie. There were a few things that I found amusing or humorous in some way. And like, honestly, it, they're good bits. A lot of these characters have the charm to be featured in a movie. So like you can see where they thought it should go for criticism every last one of these fucking dream sequences are legitimately awful and make this movie feel like it goes on for an eternity. And by the way, I mean, I only mentioned that people said this a couple of times and I only said it out loud once, but I don't need to have the joke of what people say will happen if Ralphie gets a BB gun hammered home so repeatedly throughout this fucking movie. It's just, it's one of those things that like the first time you watch it, it's not so bad, but it's just, it makes it terrible on the re watch, it's just you know that they're gonna say that shit. And also, I can't stress this enough, I know he wrote the story, but Gene Shepard's narration is not good. For trivia, Darren McGavin ad-libbed his rants that suggested profanity. He simply used gibberish to ensure nothing would violate the standards of a PG rating. For the scene in which Flick's tongue sticks to the flagpole, a hidden suction tube was used to safely create the illusion that his tongue had frozen to the metal. For the film's final scene in the Chinese restaurant, director Bob Clark wanted to get a real reaction from actress Melinda Dillon, and she was the only cast member who was purposely given the wrong script and had no idea that the roasted duck brought out by the waiters would still have its head attached, and Dillon was surprised upon seeing that and was genuinely startled when the waiter just, like, chops it off with a fucking cleaver. And then, last but not least for trivia, debate still exists, about when the film takes place. There are Wizard of Oz references that point to 1939 when that movie was released, but the decoder ring points to 1940. The calendar on the wall during the first dinner sequence has December 1st on a Friday, which did happen in 1939. However, Bing Crosby's version of Santa Claus is Coming to Town was released in 1943, and some of those I'm just kind of like, Yeah, maybe they didn't give a shit. Like, they probably just found an old calendar. Who gives a fuck? Like, I mean, they use newer songs than would be appropriate. I don't give a shit. All right, so on to info and ratings, we have a runtime of 94 minutes. This movie was rated PG by the Motion Picture Association of America. Budget, 3.3 million. Opening weekend, 2.1 million. Worldwide gross, 20.8 million. IMDb rating, 7.9. Letterboxd rating, 3.6. Rotten Tomato Critics score, 89%. Rotten Tomato Audience score, 89%. Personal rating. Two out of five stars. There are bits, I mean, I I could have gone lower, but it was like, there are bits that I have to admit are funny in this movie. It's just like, I was almost immediately after the first time I saw this movie, I was fucking sick of everything about it. If you want to, if you want to hear more and, and you want to hear a little more animated of a description of some of the things I don't like about this movie, check out that old video on my page and see how you like it. But yeah, thanks for tuning in. I do appreciate it, and obviously like and subscribe to the page if you liked this video, if you want to see more. I do have a lot of other episodes, and typically my episodes, as of late, have been coming out on Tuesdays at 5 a.m., and they're actually, it used to be Thursdays, now it's Tuesdays, because it was just, the change made sense to me. So check it out if you want to, and uh, have a good rest of your day. Bye now.
0: My eye out. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. You'll shoot
1: your eye out.
0: Ralphie, you be careful out there. Don't shoot your eye out. She hadn't seen. She didn't know. My eyes are right. The BB must have hit my glasses. My glasses? Oh no, where are my glasses? Few things brought such swift and terrible retribution on a kid as a pair of busted glasses. Christmas story. I can't really decide with this one. But the more I see it, the more I fucking hate it. I'm gonna be honest with you. I watched the Christmas story, and it slowly becomes like nails on a chalkboard. Every piece of dialogue annoys me. It's about Ralphie. Ralphie wants a fucking... Um, Red Rider BB gun And every person in this fucking movie Says you'll shoot your eye out I hate the narrator The goddamn narrator He sounds like a fucking Like a guy who Would be behind me in line At the grocery store And want to have a really Happy go lucky smug conversation with me And i'd just be like gritting my teeth throughout the whole thing trying to just like get through it and then uh and i would just hate every minute of it um i can't stand this movie it's i (laughs) this this review has really evolved from when i first started talking but still it's just not it's not as good as people act like it is they act like it's this amazing movie that needs to be seen by all, and they're like, "Oh shoot your eye out, oh my god, he dresses up as a bunny, and oh my gosh, he gets a BB gun, and and it's just like, you know, like, after Christmas morning, I'm just like, is this movie fucking over? Like, what's going on here? And there's just like, so much shit going on, that I'm just like, I don't give a shit about any of this, I'm just annoyed with everything, and there's like, the leg lamp that's like, really popular, and I'm just like, who the fuck, why do people like this fucking movie um yeah i'd give this two two out of five stars i mean it's just not as good as people act like it is and and it's even worse when people hype shit up like they do um and i i'm sure people are gonna bitch at me for that they're gonna be like oh my god it's such a good movie it's so funny Oh my god, you don't know what you're talking about. I've seen like seven or eight movies before, and it's like, you don't know what you're talking about, and I'm gonna tell you why you're wrong.
1: Um, Don't do that. Don't be that person. You're better than that.